Ding, 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 ding. Welcome to Talking Pictures Trivia, the podcast in which a group of Welcome to Talking Pictures Trivia, the podcast in which a group of The podcast in which a group of The podcast in which a group of B-Side. Hello, and welcome back to B-Side. I'm Tom here, and today we're going to be discussing David Cronenberg's 1983 Canadian science fiction body horror film Videodrome. If the prophet of the 21st century is Marshall McLuhan, then David Cronenberg is his best student. McLuhan's notions of media or technology, synonyms in his work, allow the human person to extend his personhood off of his or her body. The body allows for the tribe to be a tribe. People without media are totally unitary, without extension beyond the flesh. When technology comes along, it allows for the new flesh, the body extended and captured in the bits of media. The teeth are extended by the knife and fork. The hand is extended by the hammer. When writing comes along, the pen and paper become the memory. But what happens when the memory can live off of the body and beyond the body? The world begins to change. The way we relate to one another transforms. Certain people can live on with their minds transformed into paper and ink. As the stuff of nature is transformed into technology, the personhood of the individual stretches away from its tribe-generated self towards the object of media, the world made flesh. The character Bianca Oblivion and her father, Professor Brian Oblivion, offer the poor of the world access to television. A Catholic mission, the Ray mission, set on incorporating everyone back into the world's mixing board, as Bianca says. The Oblivion family sees the television as a universalizing technology. It makes us all one, the return to the tribe. McLuhan in his book, Understanding Media, the extension of man, from 1964, refers to this global unity as the global village, a testament to technology's ability to collapse distance. Is this a positive? McLuhan would not necessarily say so. This degree of closeness breeds contempt, breeds violence. Oblivion is more hopeful, I believe, than McLuhan. Oblivion has also allowed the most dangerous weapon in the world to not only be developed, but fall into the hands of a rather unsavory few, ready to release us all into the maelstrom, or at least the sickos who watched well-produced snuff videos. Heidegger also worried about this problem of distance. Life as a string of instantaneous instances, the submission of surprise and novelty to what he referred to as uniform distanceless. Lack of mystery creates homogeny. I don't know. Maybe. Pierre Terrard de Chardin worried over too many words, fretted over too much sound. The connection of information via the electric magnetic waves, he felt, made us all neurons within a world brain. And this world brain, the new sphere, was enveloping the biological one, accelerating evolution. It encompasses the world, a floating extension of the minds of all communicating below, the extension of the mind into the abstract. The pornography of civic TV via the television 
offloads the function of sex from out of the body into the television. Not only is the act of sex distanced from the individual watching, but the nature of internal desire has seeped out of the individual's mind and into the television. We no longer need to fantasize. The television takes on the organic function of fantasy, and what biological private fantasy function we retain is almost surely constructed, at least in part, by the off-bodied, off-mind fantasies. Esse est principe, screams the good Bishop Barclay, beating everyone else to the punch. Idea is ordinary, because idea is all we know, all we can know. Spinoza sees this as well when he argues that idea and substance are two modes of the same thing. Hallucinations retain as much reality as anything else, as we cannot know the world beyond the borders of our perception, even as our perception creates that world. The ordinary isn't only ideas, that's all we got. The new sphere becomes quite a different thing. It becomes the collection of preceptors perceiving, now and in the past, connected in the world. For the optical people, these are the villains of the film, Videodrome infects the new sphere, and like an antibody, it kills off the weak and separates the North Americans from the rest of the world, dividing or canceling the new sphere for somewhat ambiguous reasons. Do they want to return to the tribe, or do they want to take over entirely, using the media as a means of influencing for the sake of their home continent? It reminds me somewhat of Raiders of the Lost Ark. The villains in that film have the Ark of the Covenant, which they want to use to strengthen Germany. A plan that fell since the object is intended for transcendence. But what is transcendence in the world of Videodrome? Is it to say goodbye to the old flesh in hopes of taking on the new? The characters do say this, both Bianca and Max. Brian Oblivion lives in an office cluttered with Catholic art. A medieval tapestry hangs behind him. What does this mean? What is this image? What does this setting say about our own transcendence? In certain ways, the media world is the world made flesh. What we perceive, we create. And when we create it, we become it. Pouring our skills and even our human instincts, such as sex, into the technology we invent by seeing something as technology. Media may advance to such a degree that only superfluity is the flesh, the original planet, a scared and unneeded, unwanted landscape out of which we climbed, climbed into the new sphere, into the tools of desire, into the television or visual media that joins us together into a tribe, a new type of clan, a single whole finally ready to shake off the sack of skin and be everything and everywhere in a cacophonous harmony beyond space and time. This has been Tom with B-Side. Thank you very much.